Welcome everybody to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea in the days ahead, it's absolutely required. I'm J.R. Briggs, and today we're going to explore the topic of how resilient leaders live in the midst of the tension. So today, here's what we're going to look at. We're going to talk about why resilient leadership, uh, why we need to understand VUCA, V-U-C-A. We're going to learn to live in the both and tensions, and we're going to look at the two realms of tension that we must navigate in the new reality. So let's jump right in. First of all, we live in a world that can be described as being VUCA. VUCA is a term that was first introduced by the U.S. Army War College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, which is about two hours west of where I live here in the Philadelphia area. But it's an acronym to describe the current nature of the world. VUCA stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. This is a term that was around uh, before 9-11. I think it was the mid to late 90s uh, when it came into effect. It obviously became more popular after 9-11. But I think right now, because of all that's happened over the last several months, our world is in a new place. We're in a new reality. We all have felt the VUCA world that we live in, a volatile world, an uncertain world, a complex world, and an ambiguous world, which is why more than almost any other time, the why we need to be resilient leaders, because so much is uncertain moving forward. Leaders are constantly living in the midst of tension. Now, I don't necessarily primarily mean conflict, although there certainly is a lot of tension, uh, relational tension that it comes in leadership and in ministry. But when I'm talking about tension here, I'm talking about more like a rubber band that we stretch it and we, we realize that healthy tension and healthy stress is actually okay. It was Andy Stanley that said that leadership is less about problems that need to be fixed and more about tension that needs to be managed. Let me say that again. Leadership is less about problems that need to be fixed and more about tension that needs to be managed. There's a lot of wisdom in that. And the last episode here on the podcast, we talked about the now reality, the next reality, and the new reality. And we need to be looking in all three spaces of our trifocals, different lenses uh, of which we see the world. And we've got to hold those in tension. If we only stay in the now reality or the next reality and never think about the new reality, we're going to be in trouble. If we only think long-term but never think short-term, we're going to be in trouble. We've got to balance that. Another tension that leaders live in is the tension between unlearning and relearning or learning again, learning something new. And so we're going to devote an entire episode to that because it's so important, this idea of unlearning and relearning. And we've got to be able to do that, but that's a huge tension. But leadership much of the time is learning to live in the both and and the and also more than living in the either or. Now, I'm a follower of Jesus, and I absolutely am committed to following Jesus, and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is our great either or. Um, But once we make a decision to follow him, it's amazing to me when we read in the Gospels how much of the time Jesus lived in the both and reality. There were so many things that he held in tension. And one of the things that sticks with me is a quote by a guy by the name of Dick Staub. uh, And he was quoting, I believe, Rich Mullins. And he said, 
Um, he said, when we're following Jesus as we should, when we're following Jesus faithfully, we will be too Christian for our pagan friends and too pagan for our Christian friends. And in many ways, that's many ways that's what Jesus was accused of as well. And so we have to live in the overlap. In fact, I love this concept of the overlap so much that I'm currently just finishing up a book with Zondervan titled The Sacred Overlap that talks about how we are called to live in the sacred space of overlap in a uh, not an either or, but in a both and kind of world. I love Venn diagrams. Uh, John Venn, the inventor of Venn diagrams, um, is somebody that I'm so grateful for because I'm a visual learner and he helps me understand some of these tensions. Now, I love Venn diagrams so much that I actually have them tattooed. I have a Venn diagram tattooed on my right arm. That's how much I believe in the importance of Venn diagrams. But if you look at a two set or a two circle Venn diagram, that middle overlapping space that looks a little bit like a football, that overlapping shape of Venn diagram has a name. And that name is a mandorla. Mandorla. Mandorla is the Italian word for almond because it looks like an almond shape. Now, leaders are the ones who are called to live in the tension, to live in the mandorla, the overlap, the both-and world. And this takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to live there. But I want to submit two Venn diagrams to you. Since I can't share an image with you on a podcast, I want you to imagine two circles overlapping with that mandorla, that football shape there in the middle. In one of the circles, the circle on the left, I want you to think about being prepared and ready. And in the other circle, I want you to think about being hopeful and expectant. Now, if we live in the prepared and ready circle, but not in the hopeful and expectant circle, what we find is that we can be leaders that are really prepared, but we can be frenetic. We can be focused just on the now. And we can be fearful, cynical, and hopeless people. And that's not what leadership is about. Conversely, if we're on the other end, and we only live in the hopeful and the expectant space, but we are not at all in the prepared and ready stage, we can come across sounding like a flimsy Hallmark card where we're just getting, giving platitudes, oh, it'll all work out, it'll be okay. And, and yet we are not preparing in any way, shape, or form. We absolutely need to live in both. That's why I love the story of David and Goliath, because David was both hopeful and expectant and also prepared and ready. He was full of faith, but came prepared. He said he did not want to wear Saul's armor. He said the Lord was going to be with him and when he fought Goliath. And so he went out to the battlefield, but he did not go alone. He took with him some tools. He was prepared and ready. He went down to the brook and he got five stones and he took his sling out there. So he trusted God. He was hopeful and expectant. And yet he also went prepared and ready. And that tension that we live in is so important for us as leaders. Now you may be thinking, okay, Jared, that's great. But how do I know the difference of how to be hopeful and expectant and also prepared and ready? How do I live in the mandorla, the overlap uh, on the Venn diagram of those two? Well, this leads to the next Venn diagram, and this one being three, a three-circled Venn diagram, so it looks a little bit like the Trinity symbol. That Trinity symbol of three overlapping circles is actually called a triquetra, a triquetra. And I want to submit to you, those three circles represent wisdom, courage, and compassion. Wisdom, courage, and compassion. And, and in the overlap of those, if you have wisdom and courage, but you don't have compassion, that's pretty careless as in care dash less. 
we're told that unless we do things with love, we're missing the boat. This is 1 Corinthians 13 too. If we have wisdom and courage, but no compassion, we can do it without much care. We can be careless. If we have courage and compassion, but no wisdom, we can be pretty reckless. Our intentions may be good, but we may be causing more harm than good in the long run. And if we have compassion and wisdom, but no courage, it can actually be riskless. But wisdom, courage, and compassion together are priceless. Let me say that again. If you have wisdom and courage without compassion, it's careless. If you have courage and compassion without wisdom, it's reckless. And if you have compassion and wisdom without courage, it's riskless. But when you have wisdom, courage, and compassion together, that is absolutely priceless. The great thing about this too is this can actually shape our prayers in very immense ways. When people say, how can I pray for you as a leader? Oftentimes the first thing out of my mouth is, would you pray for me that I would have equal measures of wisdom, courage, and compassion leading forward in the days ahead? Because I believe that's what what resilient leaders must have to live in the tension of that. If we're going to be hopeful and expectant, as well as ready and prepared. We must have wisdom, courage, and compassion. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you'll continue to join us in the days ahead as we learn together. If you find value and benefit from listening to this podcast, if you find yourself growing and learning and thinking in new ways, would you do us a favor? and Would you leave us a review? It would be quite helpful for us as we get this podcast off the ground. This podcast is produced by the wonderful and the professional and the very gifted Joel Limbowen at On A Limb Productions. Visit onalimproductions.com for all of your video and podcast needs. If we can partner with you and your leadership to help you navigate the new reality, let's talk. Check out kairospartnerships.org for more information. You can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. But leaders, be faithful, be available, be teachable and hungry, and keep leaning in and learning.